And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well, my advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. Yeah, to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? <laughs> I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. This is a special episode for me because this episode and next week's episode are my goddamn birthday episodes. And because I'm that arrogant of a person and full so full of myself and I love myself so much, I give myself the whole month of March as my birthday. So we're kicking it off today because my birthday is this coming Saturday, March 4th. And this conversation I'm about to have with Sarah King is absolutely incredible. This is a conversation I could have gone on days with days i tell you because she is fan freaking tastic um she is the biggest sweetheart in the world you've ever met um i cannot wait to hopefully see her someday very very soon um so that's why this is like my first birthday present to myself i'm gonna kick it off here with sarah king because the conversation was so meaningful it was so down to earth it was it was unbelievable you know and like i said i think i said it last week I've been so fortunate. Every one of these conversations this year has just been awe-inspiring. Um, and this one is no exception from that at all. So before before we get into Sarah, you know, there's so much. I could go on and on and on about what we talked about. But then, what the hell, you don't even need to listen. So with Sarah, girl from Vermont, she's got a story, folks. She has a story. This This episode, honest to God should have went in january if we had another monday in january this would have been in there um you know there's there's elements of sad there's elements of happy there's so many different things going on um and i know <laughs> there are some of those episodes in january that you know were, were heavy so i wanted to give you a couple of weeks of a breather <laughs> from anything too 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 heavy again but here we are again um sarah's story is one that i think a lot of people can connect with or should be able to connect with. So I, I really hope you enjoy it. Um, but before we get into that, please, guys, thank you for so much for, for listening, first of all. And second, if you could go to our socials, like, follow, um, what's the word I want? Rate uh, or leave a review or, you know, go to Spotify, Apple, whatever, and leave a, leave a five-star review. That would be awesome. I appreciate that so much. And, um, you know, if you're listening to us on Dirt Road FM, thank you. If you're listening to us through the podcast, thank you. Um, It all helps, guys. We appreciate it so much. So without further ado, you know, like I said, I love me. So happy birthday to me. And Sarah King, thank you so much for being our guest today leading up to the greatest day of the year, March 4th. (laughs) And here you are, Sarah King, everyone. We want to give a big shout out to our friends over at Off the Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts at 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. They have the best food, the best music around. 
You will not go wrong. Go to their website, offtherailsworcester.com. You can see their lineup of shows. You can see their menu. You can see the local talent they have. Absolute fantastic people. We love being a part of the Off the Rails family, and we love having them being part of our family. Thank you so much to Off the Rails. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Hey, Sarah. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you great. Perfect. Yeah, I was trying to get it set up through my computer instead of my phone because our phones can be a little wonky up here in the Vermont mountains. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm <laughs> sure. You know, it always surprises me when I, you know, text or talk to people from from up there that I actually get responses sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's there's no here so um everything is like wi-fi calling so a lot of times it's easier to just like do it over the computer because the phones will sometimes even though it's like wi-fi over the internet like the just doing it on the computer is sometimes just a stronger signal than the phones so yeah yeah you know yeah i find that a lot of people lately have been just using their you know i use my cell phone because it's for me a lot easier right um you know i can kind of be anywhere and do yep. the show if i need to be totally um, but I even had a guest the other day that was like, oh, I'm just using the speakers through my phone. How does it sound? I'm like, it sound, sounds great. Yeah. So, you know, and that's why I like Anchor because, you know, and I'm not plugging them for any other reason other than <laughs> to use. But, um, you know, I listen back to the episode sometimes and it's like, you know, I forget if the guest was with me or not, you know, because right. I've had a few in person and then it's like, damn, like it just sounds so good. That's, that's really good, actually. That's yeah. Like, yeah. Because I hate that Zoom sound where, like, you can tell they're, like, not there and, like, in a yep. different place. It's just, I don't know. It just sounds phony. Not not phony, but it just sounds. No, but it sounds like there's the weird delay and, like, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's static here every now and again. But, you know, right. at least at least when you play it back, it sounds like the person was actually there. And That's not, cool. Yeah. So anyway, now that yeah. <laughs> all that technical crap is over, <laughs> thank you yeah. for being here. I'm, yeah. You know, for for those, well, first and foremost, congratulations. Um, thank you. Nima Songwriter of the Year for last year. That's last incredible. Year. Yeah. That's insane. Well, last year now, right? Because it's yes, 20, last year. I well, two 30. years ago now. Yeah, twenty twenty one. So yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Huh. Shit. Yeah. It's bonkers. Like yeah. It's you blink and and time, like flies by. Yeah. <laughs> so refresh my memory. How did you and I connect? Did we connect here to the Nemas this year or had we not? I don't like I don't uh, think I forget like somebody I don't know if somebody like sent your profile to me or vice versa and was like you should check these guys out because you're in Boston, right? Like, yeah, well we're we're more like south of Worcester so we're like right in between Worcester and Providence gotcha yeah so I think somebody was like oh like it's a you know it's like a a country and whiskey podcast like in New England you should check them out (laughs) so because you know there's there's not that many of us up this way no there's not at all um yeah yeah I get that kind of like scratch the head kind of the voice changes like oh you're in you're in Massachusetts how come yeah you know I mean, I literally, so like when I, um, when I went back to like start working on this record that I'm working on now, which I'm sure we'll talk about, um, you know, and, and my, my producer was like, you know, so what do you, what do you want to do with this? Like, which direction do you want to go? And I was like, oh, well, Southern rock. And he just like looks at me and he's like, don't you, 
don't, don't you live in Vermont? <laughs> right. Don't, don't you like, live in the most non-southern, right? one of the most non-southern states? Yeah, non-southern places. So um, you'll hear like as we talk. So um, I, I lived in Georgia and, and North Carolina, um, more and more time spent in Georgia um, for like, you know, a bunch of years. Like I spent my 20s in the South. And so to me, like, I feel like, you know, my childhood was in the Northeast, but I feel like I grew up in the south you know like i became an adult and i became a musician and i did all these things like in the south and so you know yeah like southern southern music southern rock country like all of that just has uh, like i do have a connection to it it's not like me sitting in vermont and be like that's cute (laughs) right right like how i feel (laughs) right (laughs) yeah be like, oh yeah, country music's great, even though we don't, you know, there isn't an actual farm or a real hillbilly within. Right, know, like, in that, but see, like where I live in Vermont, like it is so rural up here. I mean, like there's right. there's farms everywhere. Like we live like the epitome of country music. I mean, I don't know. I think you saw my post the other day where like that storm that came through like wiped out the power, and we're like, we're we're melting snow to flush the toilet. I mean, it doesn't get much more country than that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like. Maybe if we had an outhouse, it would have been more country. But, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So, you know, I'm still, I, you know, I might not. I, I, the more people, like, anytime I go back down south and stuff, and if I'm around anybody from the south, my southern accent comes out in force. Um, it doesn't quite so much up here. You know, people be like, what'd you say? Did you just say y'all? <laughs> but... Yeah, comes on back out as soon as I'm as soon as I'm back down south or around my friends and stuff. Oh, I'm I'm sure. You yeah. know, it's funny because my my wife grew up in Boston, right? Okay. And you know, I used to tease her all the time where, you know, when her parents and stuff still lived out there because they live out here with us now. Um, you know, I used to tease her. I'm like, whenever you cross a line, like I know you went and saw somebody because the accent would come back. Yep. And, you know, it yep. was it was just it was just funny. You know, and yeah, now it's. it's you know, I jokingly say it's like now when she's had a little too much to drink, the Boston comes out. A Dude, that's bit. what it is for me. Like I have a you shot know? or two of whiskey and all of a sudden it's y'all this and what are y'all <laughs> doing that? <laughs> uh, yeah. it's, you know, it's like you let down like those um, uh, social blah, 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 like the, just the social habits that you pick up when you're around people and then you just let them down after a drink or two and you're like, ah, I'm going back to my roots. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yep. I love it. I yeah. love it. It's so good. So what, what, um, you were were you born and raised up here in New England? Um, yeah, well, I born, was born. Born. I don't want to say raised. But. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was born in Maine. I spent my first eighteen years in Maine, um, and then I went to college in New York, and then married my high school sweetheart, and went to the South, um, and was down there. Um, yeah, for about ten years, and then moved back up to the Northeast. Um, that relationship didn't work out. And depending on how far you've dived into my story, you'll know that shortly after the relationship didn't work out, um, he died. And so it was just all the, yeah. (laughs) So like, that's a thing. Like I try not to dive too deep because I want to, I want to hear the story firsthand, you know, more or less, you know, yeah, I can, I can get, you know, the gist of the music and all that and it's all great. But, um, you know, my, my goal here is for you to connect better with an audience so the music is more personal. Just, yeah, so there's sense. there's more context. I mean, like there right. I have plenty of people that I've met and they have like listened to my music and like they hear like these dark themes and sad themes and stuff. And they're like, okay, well, Sarah's a little weird. And then like <sighs> they start to hear a little bit of my story and they're like, Oh, oh, it makes sense now. Like she's right. not out here, you know, like I don't know, conjuring up 
like she's lived through some stuff right? <laughs> and, and it gives a little more context. So yeah, that was, you know, it was, um, there was a lot of things all at once, um, that just kind of happened. And, um, so I forget what the question was, but basically I just kind of made like a really big loop of like the East coast went down, down to Georgia and then looped back up here. Um, I have, I have a new husband now (laughs) and, um, and we took a year, we didn't know where we wanted to live. And so we just packed everything in a car and drove around and, um, my best friend from childhood lived in Vermont. And so we used to vacation here and then we ended up coming back here in the end. So, wow. No yeah. Kidding. It was kind of a, really a bonkers story. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. What, so why did you go to Georgia? Was, did you go to Georgia in the South for him? Was it yep. work related? Yeah, it was, it was for him. He was in the military. So um, okay, a lot of military right, yeah. bases are in the South um, because like the weather is a little better. They can train year round down there. Um, oh yeah. So yeah. Yep. That's why. We All right. Yeah. There. So that makes a lot of sense. Then. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Now, okay, so I'm going to ask you because, you know, the the stuff I dig into, dig in about you, um, you know, I see a lot of the Americana undertone, yep. right, and and all that, and that, for me, that fascinates me a lot, and I'm going to tell you why. So, yes. in my early 20s, really up until the last, you know, five years or so, um, I used to follow the Americana scene quite close. Okay. Um, you know, a big Stephen Kellogg fan, mm-hmm. big, you know, I, you know, it was all that kind of, kind of music. Right. right. Um, and do you know who Stephen Kellogg is? I do. Yeah. Okay. So the last album Stephen put out before the one he just put out, um, you know, it was featured in Rolling Stone country. It was, yep. you know, it was given huge accolades in the country music world you know, in the independent scene, you know, he played the bluebird, you know, the whole, yep. the whole nine yards. Um, and I had set up a bunch of stuff with his fans and whatnot when that album came out. And it cool. kind of like, it kind of like jolted me into the country music world. Um, but like going back and listening to a lot of, you know, Americana, right. And I find it a lot up here is that it, it's just, it is just country music. Yep. <laughs> you know, and yep. I kind of want to hear your take on it because I, you know, we also had Drew Holcomb on the show, you know, Drew, Drew's Americana, um, you know, and I kind of get roundabout answers. So why do you think you personally, Yep. what's the difference? That's a good question. I think a lot of the, like for me personally, a lot of the difference is like the country music that's on like pop country radio stations today, like popular country radio stations, it is a lot different than, um, than like original country music, oh, yeah. you know? 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like if you, if you watch like that Ken Burns documentary on country music and, you know, you think about like people who are considered like pioneers of country music, it was, it was very, very different country had very, very strong roots in folk music and blues music. And it was, it was music yeah. of the people by the people for the people, you know, country sure. music was for the common person. Um, and I feel like in today's pop country is, is different. I mean, it's even different than like when I was a little kid, you know, and like, I would be listening to like, you know, Faith Hill and Leanne Rhymes and Reba McIntyre. And I feel like even those types of singers and songs and stuff like aren't what would be played on pop country right now, which sure. is bonkers. I mean, those are, you know, huge names. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and I feel like the Americana label has kind of filled in that gap between like 
DIY, independent country musicians making music by the people of the people for the people and the pop country um, like behemoth that's out there. Um, I think like I personally, I don't see that people who are fans of like mainstream pop or popular country would really like my music. I feel like a lot of the topics and stuff that I sing about and the things like that are important to me, like real authenticity and genuine storytelling yeah. aren't necessarily the focus in today's popular country. And Americana is all about like the genuine authenticity and storytelling. And, and for me, that's what it comes back to. Like I play I play analog instruments on stage. You know, there's no synths on stage with me. There's nobody with a laptop pushing buttons and giving me a beat. Like every, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's all very real. And it's very like, I'm as, as much at home, you know, now. And I, or I would have been as much at home, like playing on a country music tour in the fifth, you know, cause we're just, it's a, it's a regular, you know, four piece band set up playing, playing acoustic instruments and telling stories and connecting with people. And so for me personally, Americana is is that kind of umbrella space between, you know, like complete folk music and pop country. Um, but it's it is a very large umbrella. There are a lot of people fitting into that world right now because a lot of people who maybe even were country fans, you know, 20 years ago or something are are realizing that they are missing something in pop country and coming to the Americana world. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I, I find that interesting because I've heard so many different um so many different explanations. Sure. I, I'm not gonna lie to you, I like yours the best. Thanks. Because, <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because you're on the other line. <laughs> right. Like, let's make her I'll happy. You, I'd be like, well, I, I agree or don't agree. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm I'm that person. Right. But, you know, because I hear a lot, you know, and I, I like that you brought in the folk music aspect of it mm -hmm. because I've always you know, I never never really into folk music. Um, right. you know, obviously, you like Bob. Everybody likes Bob. Everyone, yeah, Bob Dylan's you know. huge influence on my early writing. I actually just ordered not to totally derail the conversation, no, but no, I'm no. glad you brought him up. Like when I was a kid, you know, I, I didn't. I'm not from a musical family, and so I wasn't exposed to a lot of music. I didn't get to listen to a lot of music. I was very very sheltered. Um, but my mom, like before she had kids, you know, she had had an acoustic guitar and a Bob Dylan like lyrics book and stuff from the 70s. And um, and I just I never knew the music because she didn't like let me listen to any Bob Dylan albums. I mean, it was, it was a weird childhood, <laughs> but <laughs> um, but I had the lyrics book and I read that thing all the time. I had sticky notes on every page. And that was where I kind of learned to write songs from just like reading, like I didn't know the melodies, but I knew how the rhyme schemes and the, the rhythms and the syllables and all of that stuff went. Um, and over the years, at, at some point I lost that book and I actually literally two weeks ago, just ordered a copy of it on Amazon and I, it's in my mailbox today. I, I have to go get it tomorrow. I'm excited to get that book. That kind of is what led me to songwriting in the first place, which is really cool. But so like Bob Dylan, yeah, I mean, he's an influence on, on everybody, but yeah, like I, I, you know, and I do play folk, folk music and folk festivals and stuff, but yeah, like for a long time, I didn't consider myself folk because I feel like there's there's more to it. And that's where the Americana comes in. So I'll stop interrupting. Now you can continue. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not an interruption at all. I, I, you know, because I've heard it where, you know, I had asked somebody, God, a year ago, maybe, uh -huh. um, if not less. Um, and I said, you know, what's the difference between what you're doing in Americana and yeah. what, you know, country music's doing? And, and he said something, and I literally, to this day, it's, it's never left my brain. And only because I keep 
thinking back to it. Um, you know, he said it was political and that kind of, in a way it drove me, in a way it drove me nuts. Hey everyone, don't forget to check out our friends over at the afterglowboutique.com. That's the afterglowboutique.com. Or if you're local, they have a great shop at 43 main street in Blackstone, Massachusetts. All boots and whiskey podcast listeners get 20% off at checkout with the promo code Boots. That's B-O-O-T-S at checkout for 20% off at the afterglowboutique.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Yeah. Um, because, like, I I think it drove me nuts because I agreed. You know what right, I mean? Right. If that, if that makes sense. Because I think the genre of country music, as popular as it is right now, mm-hmm. um, I think there is a little bit of that, um, you know, the way it used to be, you know, yeah. the, yep. you know, the Confederate flags and the, mm-hmm. you know, and but there's it, some pandering there too. And I think that that drives me nuts too, is it's pandering to like a, a fake crowd. Like that crowd isn't even there. Like, again, I think back right. to being a little kid and like, you know, Faith Hill songs and stuff. And it's like, there was nobody waving a, a Confederate flag at a Faith Hill concert. Like, no. what, what are y'all no. doing? Right. <laughs> like, you know, in her heyday, she was as country as the cape. Yes, exactly, exactly. You know? And like, yeah. and it drives. I'm with you because it drives me nuts because it's like, you know, living up here in New England, like you, you get indoctrinated with the liberal. I, I say liberal agenda, and I don't mean that in like any way other than just the terminology. Totally. Yes. Right. Yep. And I was actually saying it to somebody the other day. Like I've talked to people from Alabama and yep. Mississippi and like the yep. deep South and Georgia, yep. <laughs> and it's like, oh. So everything I've ever been, I hate to say it this way, but everything I've ever been taught growing up here mm-hmm. isn't true. Yeah. You know, because you have conversations with these people that, you know, you're taught like, oh, they're uneducated. They're this, they're that, yep. they're this, they're that. And it's like, no, they, they have the same morals and thoughts and beliefs that I do. It's yep. just with an accent. <laughs> Dude, you know? that's literally when I when I moved down south, like that was literally what happened to me. Like I yeah, like I was one of those northerners, you know, again, sheltered childhood, but I thought, you know, like, oh well, I've got nothing in common with the people down here or whatever. Like, why do they say this? Why do they be honest? Like y'all is one of my favorite things to say. It means yeah. everybody, like there's there's no gendering the term. Like you are not gonna offend anybody saying, right. Hey y'all. <laughs> like right. it's you know, there and there's so much and, and there's something to be said about like slowing down and sitting on the porch and waving to your neighbors and stuff like that. Like yeah. we don't do enough of that up here. Like we don't. I remember the first time I was like out walking my dog and and I was like new to the neighborhood and you know I'm walking down the block and like someone's sitting on the porch and like waves their hand and is like hi and I'm like literally looking around me like who are you talking to? <laughs> like, right. You don't know who I am. You can't be saying hello to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> like right. why don't we you know, do that up here? That's weird. Yeah. And uh, you know it's I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I I've if it wasn't for like the last six, seven years, like I hated country music before that. Yep. You know, yep. my wife kind of got me into it and she's from the middle of the city. Like why, why is a right? city girl listening to country music? Yeah. Um, you know, and I live out, we, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, you know, yeah. um, never liked country music. But and the, I hear that from a lot of people that like they didn't really um, there was another um, I'm not sure if you follow Adventures in Americana. They're out in Minneapolis, but they're same thing. Like they were not really into like country music either until like, yeah, the last like five, six years. And they were like, oh, like so for them, it was like the stories and the authenticity and stuff. So what brought you to country music? You said your wife kind of introduced you to it. Was there something that you connected with that made you feel like, wow, this is really awesome. Like, I can't believe I was missing out. Like what, what brought you to it? <laughs> so I actually tell this story a lot and I love telling this story. <laughs> um, 
So I, I don't want to say I hate it. Okay. All right. I didn't like it. And a you, lot right, of it you was, just weren't doing you know, a deep dive. Yeah. Right. My, my dad's side of his family, um, you know, where I live, my, my grandfather built the house that I live in. Oh. Um, my, my grandmother's family, they all lived within, you know, a block of each other, mm-hmm. you know. So parties, and they were actually from Vermont originally. Oh, wow. And made their way down here. And, mm-hmm. you know, this was all farmland. So yep. um, growing up, it was all the old country music, you know, like what I consider now the, the really good stuff. Yeah. Right? Um, and at the time, like, I just couldn't. It was like, you know, my mother says it all the time. And again, like I said to you, this is a no holds barred um, conversation. Right. But she used to say, you know, it was shoot the fucking dog music. Oh, no. Um, and like, it kind, you know, so I grew up with that. You know, I, yep. my parents always listened to the Beatles and Zeppelin and Aerosmith. Right. You know, those kind of bands. Yeah. So fast forward. Um, I started going to a lot of shows and a lot of concerts. I worked at a concert venue in Foxborough. Cool. And um, of mine were like, hey, you're going to be, are you working the show tonight? And I was like, yeah. They're, they were like, oh, we'll be there. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. They're like, um, we know you don't like country music, but you should stick around for this guy. Okay. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Right. Um, so I met up with them, had a couple of beers. And that guy that hit the stage that night was Eric Church. Ah. so i i got to see eric church a handful of times when he was an absolute nobody right and like if it wasn't for eric i would i probably wouldn't be sitting here huh that's really cool right so like you know i being in a venue like that i would see things you know i saw dirks bentley do a tour all bluegrass cool all of his all of his hits with a bluegrass band um and i just kind of like would get into it every now and again and then when my wife and I started really dating, um, she was super into it. And at that point, you know, I already have a kid and I have a house and it's like, yep. you start listening to the songs and that's kind of what it's about. It's Yeah. Story by the people for the people, man. Right. That's what it is. Yeah. So yep. like as an adult, as you know, as somebody in my thirties now, yep. you know, the, these songs and these lyrics mean a lot more than when, where I was at, in my sure. early twenties, yep. you know? You know what? That's so, that makes it. I feel too, like yeah, like the the crowd for Americana and stuff too. I feel like skews a little bit older. Like yeah, yeah, people. You know, when you're in college and you have no responsibilities, you might not be thinking about a lot of this stuff. But yeah, as you get older and what what you want out of life and what's important to you, like starts to take shape. Yeah, I feel like Americana is a little bit more of that too. Like it's yeah. a little bit less red solo cup, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, and a little bit more like. Coffee cup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Having having my cup of tea, like seeing yeah. my spouse out, you know, out in the yard or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I think that's why I gravitated to Steven when mm-hmm. I did in my early 20s, because mm-hmm. at that time, you know, it was really before he had all the all the girls and all that. And, yep. Yep. You know, he was singing about, you know, parties and, yeah. you know, he was on tour with OAR and like right. a huge OAR fan. And, you know, as he got older, the song shifted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's why that album that I was talking about earlier hit, like, hit so close to home because yeah. it was like, I feel like I also, even though he's like 10 years older than I am, mm-hmm. you know, like we grew up together almost totally. on the same path. Right. 
you it's know, like, this, like the soundtrack of your life and, and being able, to, yeah, like being in step with you and like, right, yeah, hearing that development. No, I, I agree with that. I feel a little bit like that, like with Brandy Carlisle. She's a little bit older than I am, but like, you know, she started playing um, when I, or like I first started hearing about her when I was in high school. And, you know, yeah, just seeing her songs evolve from like, you know, I don't know, these like raucous, like stick it to the man type songs. And yeah. now she's got songs about her kids and stuff. And like, I don't have kids or anything like that. But, you know, just just seeing that evolution of an artist and like we we can sing about things that are important to us. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to all be the parties and the girls or whatever. Like there's there's plenty of stuff to sing about, yeah. um, which I think kind of, you know, that ties into like my my songwriter of the year thing, like telling stories is a huge thing for me. And um yeah, just telling those real stories, like not just not just the stories of the fun stuff, but stories of hard times sometimes and getting through it and all of that. Like, I think that that's another thing with Americana that's different than pop country. Pop country, like, talks about hard times, but in a way that makes them, like, very easy to swallow. And that, right. to me, is like, like, hard times are not easy to swallow. <laughs> like, right. You know, nobody wants, like, I don't know, I, the song that pops into my head right now that I'm talking about it there's one about like checking the bank account to see what's in there and like being real broke but then like the song itself starts talking about like going on vacation or whatever like it's some pop country song i can't remember the title of right now but it's like dude I, i've had those moments where like you check your bank account and you're like i i can't buy groceries this week like right. you know yeah. like i know what that feels like and that does not feel like well let me just wait till five o'clock and go get a beer like no you can't afford the beer right right <laughs> right if, I, if you can't you can't get beer either yeah exactly yeah. and so like those songs those are those stories are not supposed to be easy to swallow and it's okay to like be there and like the people who are in that moment need a song that that hits them there to get through it and get to the other side and then then you know then go get a beer with friends like it's yeah i feel like it's like my moral obligation to, <laughs> to bring some of that dark stuff into the light so it's like you're not alone if, if you're feeling this or if you're in this situation like you're gonna get through it you just have to like like keep going like don't give up right so yeah yeah, yeah. now now let me ask you with with that theme of not giving up did you yeah. um Again, this we, we we touch on heavy stuff and you yep. open the door. So, totally. Um when when your ex passed, did yep. did a lot of did a lot of your songwriting change at that point or was yes. had enough time passed in between everything that no, it no. was all pretty recent um, or like okay. not pretty recent. Like it all happened um, kind of quickly. So like I, I I tell like half joking just to, you know, to to not make people feel really awkward. But I I like to say that my life had started to feel like a bad country song because like my dog died and my mama died and my first husband died. And like <laughs> it just it was all in in this, you know, one like year and a half time span um between like you know and like he and I were friends like even though we were no longer together like we remained friends like we went to you know a, a mutual friend's wedding together like after we split and stuff so it wasn't like this awful thing you know I yeah, still sure. you know we still cared for each other deeply it was just you know he was in the military and I'm a musician I mean my god <laughs> we should have known <laughs> like we never right. saw each other um and so it was just really hard um, and it, I feel like my songwriting grew up quite a lot. You know, my songs changed quite a bit from, yeah, from the, the parties and the girls to, <laughs> to, um, to a lot heavier stuff. So my, my 2021 EP was the first, um, the first 
like album of new songs that I put out since then. And that was why that one was so heavy um, because I was finally being like, when he died, I didn't tell a lot of people because a lot of people, like when I told people at first, they didn't know what to say because they're like, well, you're not married anymore. Like, why do you care? And I'm like, you are missing the point. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> um, I'm like, it's not like he died, like, you know, 10 years later and we never talk like we like we still talked on the phone like once a month. I mean, it was it was rough. And and yeah. for us being so young, you know. Um, and so, um, yeah, I. I, I wouldn't say that, like, I didn't sit down to, like, write songs about him dying. But, you know, between my mom dying and him dying and everything, it was just, it was a lot that came out in that album that was really dark and really heavy. And I think a lot of that is what made a lot of people nervous when they listened to it. I mean, I literally had a, a radio DJ interviewed me last year. And during the interview, he actually told me that he had been afraid to interview me <laughs> because of how heavy the songs were. And he was afraid the interview was going to be like horrible and depressing. This is why I don't dig. This is why I don't right? dig beforehand. Yeah. I'm like, this is, you know, I'm like, no, like I, I am, you know, I'm a warm person. I laugh a lot. And, you know, there, there's, um, so this new album I'm working on, like there, it's a lot more about the duality. Like I feel kind of like that last album was like a catharsis for me. Like I got a lot of that out and I was able to share it. Right. And I wasn't carrying it inside my little body anymore. I'm like, it's out there in the world. So I don't have to dwell in that dark place anymore. Um, and so, like, there's definitely still some, like, darkest shit songs on this new album, but it's not all, like, like you don't need to, like, you know, sit in a dark corner with your whiskey and, like, <laughs> brood with it, you know? Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot more themes of, like, reflection and determination and, you know, a lot of, again, like, that duality. Like, we all have light and darkness. Like, you need to go through the darkness to fully appreciate the light and stuff like that. And I think that those are things, you know, like you said, as we grow up, like I didn't I didn't fully understand those themes and those those um, like stories when I was younger. But now that I've lived through some of this shit, like again, yeah. I, like even my grandma told me she's like, you've lived more in your young age than most people ever do. And I'm like, thanks, grandma. That really, really helps right in the right. middle of the shit. Right. right. <laughs> like, yeah. tell, but tell me, tell me how bad it's been. I've tell tell me it. how awful this is, grandma. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I feel, you know, now I kind of look at it and I've said this before. I, I look at it like, like it's, almost like I was put on this earth to go through a bunch of crap before any of my friends did so that I can be there for them. Like whether, whether, you know, you're just listening to my song and you're like, wow, somebody's been there and and they understand or whether like we actually like hang out, like either way I have been there, like I've been through it. You're going to get through it too. And, you know, so out of all of that dark stuff, not that I'm like an over overly optimistic person because I'm not, but um, but I do always have hope and I always, you know, look toward like it's gonna get better. Like we're not gonna be in this in this awful place forever. You know, you might not get over whatever it is you're dealing with, but you will get through it and you'll figure out a way to keep moving forward. Damn. Damn. <laughs> you know, so I always I, I tend to hate to talk about other conversations I've had in, in somebody else's conversation. But like now that I've done this for so long, I can't help but to like bleed things in together. Totally. I do, too, because um, I'll be like, oh, I remember this that I said to that person. So, right, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I jokingly and, and it's not even jokingly like it's serious. I don't dig deep into people until I talk to them because I don't <laughs> like I don't want to have a 
I don't want to know. Right. That's I, not, I like that. That's that's a cool approach because then you don't have like your stock questions. That right. You're and like about. that's why yeah. I don't do it that way. What, yeah. You know, because when you're like, oh, I'll just ask questions. I was like, oh, I don't have any. Do <laughs> no, that's good. I like that. Because um, like when people are like, how did you start playing music? And I'm like, do you can you Google? Do you know how to right, Google? Right. I just picked up the goddamn guitar. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But so it's funny that you tell this story about, you know, your mom and your ex-husband and stuff. And, yeah. Um, you know, again, I had no idea. Yep. Um, uh, you know, I've listened to some of your music, um, you know, but not an, I'm not going to lie to you. Not enough to like be like, oh, OK, well, I, I can see where this is. going. Right. Yeah. It's like nobody's going to get those stories from two or three songs. Right. So, yeah. So I think I got to start because so the last episode of January now, by the time this comes out, it's going to be February. Okay. Um, because January is already done and sealed and um, right. Um, <laughs> but the, the last episode we put out in January was with Bailey James and she's out of Nashville now. Okay. And she kind of was like, all right, well, here's my story. My brother committed suicide when I was, I forget how old she was like 14. Mm-hmm. And I was like, silent. I was like, what? The yeah. Yeah. Fuck? Like, what do you say to that? Yeah. Right. And I was like, um, Oh, right. So it's like, uh, well, then I'm just gonna let you tell. And she was great, yeah, great girl, you know, full of life. And it's like, and you know, talking to you, you know, like you don't seem like you want to, you know, jump off a cliff or anything. Nope. And you know, not today. Right. Right. Yeah. But like, it's isn't it's so fascinating, you know? Like, I think I've gone through shit, and then I listen to people, and it's like, no, I haven't gone through anything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? And it's it's. I even have that feeling sometimes, you know, like, I mean, shit, I mean, the stuff that's like happening in Ukraine right now, I'm like, man, like, a lot of things have happened to me, but like, I still, my, my, you know, (laughs) and it's, it's all perspective. And I think that's, that's something that's important too to remember is like, I don't know, I read something the other day that's like every face that you pass in a crowd has a story as crazy and challenging and whatever as yours and to remember that when you interact with people and I know it's hard in the moment but I am trying to live my life a little bit more like that like you know I'm not special because I went have lived through some shit um but I feel like yeah like it's given me an, an extra ability to like be a little more compassionate because I can understand things because I've been there and like you know, just trying to, yeah, like use it for good or use it to at least make the world a better place. Like I don't need to turn my pain into somebody else's pain and somebody else's pain. Like that, that's pretty awful. <laughs> so yeah. Like, yeah, no, sure. No, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. But, but it's not, you know, I think, and I think that's the power of music where, yep. um, you know, I don't have any sort of, um, you know, songwriting ability. You know, I used to play guitar a little bit. I played mm-hmm. drums, but like that's, you know, for me, it's not an outlet, you know, for mm-hmm. me, the songs mm-hmm. are the outlet, the, you know, finding music that, you know, almost tells my story or yes. mirrors my story. And it's like, oh, okay. I get yep. It. Yep. You know, even, even if it doesn't, even if the intent of that song when it was written was it's such complete, a personal moment. Yep. That, yep. You know. But I you never know. Of, yeah. Right. Right. You never know. You and know, that's not like. A, God, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, like, I don't always like to tell the story of what was behind a song, because I feel like sometimes if I do that, it might take away somebody's own personal connection to the song, right? Like, you know, if they think like, wow, this song is totally about that. And I'm like, well, actually, I just wrote it about my dog. Right. 
you know, then it takes it away. Like, you know, the song closing time, right? The semi-sonic one, like, and that's about like his wife being pregnant and about to have the baby. It was closing time. Like the baby's got to come out and, and, you know, everybody's like, Oh God, I've ruined the song for me. And I'm like, why? He did a great job with that song. Like, right. Right. Cause that's not going to bet about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that, that to me is like the hallmark of a good song. If, if whatever inspired it was so deeply personal that you were able to pen something that emotional, but then anybody listening to it can apply it to whatever situation they're going through. Like to me, that's the hallmark of a great song. Like yes. when everyone who's listening to it can take something away from it and put it in their own lives. And it's, that's a delicate art. Like you have to be specific enough to elicit those feelings and vague enough to not alienate people. <laughs> right. It's, it's, a, it's an art for sure. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Cause like I'll, I'll get, I'll get hooked on a song that it's like, this is my anthem. Yep. You know, I'm yep. almost 36 years old and I still have anthems. I need to yep. grow up. Oh, of course. But, yeah. Don't ever stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like this year, you know, um, I got into Cody Johnson big yep. this year and you know, I was listening to till you can't before it was ever put on the oh, radio. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, you know, I had a, I'm not going to lie to you. I had an up and down 2022 with this podcast mm -hmm. on whether or not, do I continue? Do I not continue? Mm. Like, what the hell am I doing? And a lot of that was, you know, my wife hates when I talk about it, but like family related, you know, yep. the balance between oh, absolutely. having a full-time job and a wife yep. and three yep. kids and, yep. you know, where the priorities lied. Yeah. And, um, you know, I would always say like, this, this thing is going faster than I ever expected it to. That's awesome. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's like, time. Yeah. these are opportunities like I have to take if I yeah. want this to be a thing. Yep. You know, obviously my wife and my kids are, you know, priority number one. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, when there's something, when something comes up, you know, uh, something's got to give a little bit. Right. You know, so yep. like for me, that song became a huge thing for me. Yep. You know, like. Also, don't forget our friends over at hogwashandrhinestones.com. Our good friend Ray is the owner over there. She makes incredible clothing that you've seen all over the place from Nashville to Boston to everywhere in between. Some really big names have worn her stuff. That's hogwash, the letter N, rhinestones.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. You won't be disappointed. Check them out. Hogwashandrhinestones.com. Like, when you get a chance, you have to take it. Yeah. You know, and sometimes... You know, this probably sound, makes me sound like a huge douchebag, but like sometimes <laughs> it, it something that's even more important might have to sacrifice. Yeah. You know, and and, and I hate I hate even saying that because it's like I say it out. And it's like it an feels cringy. No, it's not like right. like and so you know I'm I'm married now and and um yeah I mean we understand that like there is probably going to come a time where like, I'm going to be on tour when, you know, when it's somebody's birthday or anniversary or something. Right. And like, I know that I am incredibly fortunate to have a supportive partner now, you know, again, like I know what it was like not to have that in the past. And, you know, I'm only as successful as I am now because I have that support. And, you know, there is a fine line between like, you know, thanks for the support and thanks for the support. I'm, you know, heading out and, you know, you're on your own for dinner, breakfast, lunch, <laughs> like, but you have to sometimes. And I feel like there's like the way that we kind of talk about it is like, if I'm in the same place five years from now, then we're doing something wrong. But if every year, year over year, my career is growing and I'm doing something right, then like the sacrifices that we're making are okay too, because the plan 
is for it to be better for both of us in the end right. and probably similar for you as well. Like if yes. you, if you guys both are doing jobs and work that you love, then you're going to be happier and it's going to benefit everybody. And you know, so. right. You know, I, and I know like the, the, the arrogance behind it is like, I know there is a lot of times this year where it was like, you know, something's going on at home. You should stay there. Yep. But there's this artist or this show yeah. that wants to be on the show. Yep. That is a, that is a name that you can't just let go. Right. You know, especially if you're trying to build something, you know, and exactly. It's, yeah. It's the hard. building process it, is tough. Right. And it's hard, you know, because yep. this whole podcast was supposed to just be a hobby. <laughs> you know, something I did when I had some downtime. Yep. You know, because I started this at the tail end of the pandemic. Okay. And, you know, I had no idea what was going to happen. Of course. You yeah. know, and then all of a sudden you start sending emails and outreach and, you know, it's this one's like, hey, come to this show and meet this artist. Hey, right. come to this show and meet this artist. And, you know, hey, you know, you and Drew Parker's drummer who, you know, Drew Parker has wrote a ton of songs for Luke Combs, you know, mm -hmm. you guys are going to get super close and they're going to invite you to go see in Albany it's like what do you say no right yeah exactly yeah you, you have know? to take those opportunities yeah it's like you know and I say to my wife now it's like listen like I worked my ass off in 22 yep to get all these contacts so now that I I can be picky and choosy this yeah year. you know yep. I don't need to go to every show exactly right yeah once you get established to a point like I'm the same way like I don't I don't play every single show like I used to do all those like background you know background music gigs like at restaurants and stuff and I don't do that anymore because right. it's not you know it's not worth my time um sure. you know those those might pay bills but like those are not actually growing my career in any way and so I don't do those anymore and and you know that was a big leap that I took this past year is when I was like I'm not gonna do that um and yeah like on the one hand it's like well that just sacrificed a lot of money <laughs> but you know yeah it's it's better to be pickier and choosier and and have better opportunities even if that may be fewer opportunities but they're better and they grow things faster with less work so that's the goal right right, so, right. yeah like you know like for what I do because I'm technically press right I can go yep. in to live nation and you know the shows that are around i can submit for do yep. reviews yep yada 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 so i went in when they all are announced i put in and if i can make it i go if yeah. i can't i can't it's not yeah. you know no it's deal. not the end of the world exactly you know so it's I, I get it i totally totally get it and you know i think my based on a lot of conversations we've had i think my wife has gotten it too yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm probably talking, it probably sounds like I'm talking shit and she's like, no, I'm sure evil, she's evil probably, person. no, um, she probably has seen that like things are taking off for you. I, I know it's yeah. always hard to support like a passion project in the beginning because it's like, uh, you know, some so-and-so wants to do this thing with like more time. But then once you see it actually start to take shape into work, like then, yeah, it's like all yeah. hands on deck. Everybody understands right. the, right. the it's, it's and Because like this industry, sometimes it's a very slow burn. Yes. <laughs> you know, but, you know, yeah, I could have gotten lucky and, you know, started getting paid what my salary pays me during the day to do this. You right. know, but I did it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and you like, still might, but it might take right. some time. And right. so, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think for her, you know, we have a we have a small child. He's three. He has oh. asthma pretty bad. So, like, oh, no, sometimes she has to stay home. You know, a lot of right. times she has to stay home. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's been times in 22, I was like, listen. I don't care if our kids are bleeding from the eyes, like you're coming <laughs> with me to this thing. Right. We will figure it out. You know, yeah. and that's, that's why it was so important for me to have her at the Nemas this past year. Yes. Because like she saw that and she was like, shit, this is a thing. You're doing yeah. a thing. Yep. 
you know, and like some, you don't see that, you know, when you're behind the scenes and mm-hmm. all that, you don't see all the, the emails I sent. Mm-hmm. You don't see all the, right. the people you come in contact with. You just don't. And that's like my husband too. Like he, he came with me to one of my festivals this year. And like, when he saw everything there, he was like, oh, this is really cool. Like you are really like making this happen, you know? (laughs) And, and I think that was really important because it is, yeah. Like for these creative careers and stuff, it can be difficult for somebody to be like, oh, well, are you sure? Like this is really working. And, and then to see again, like that jump where I stopped doing background gigs Mm -hmm. and now I'm playing festivals. Like that was, you know, that, that was a big leap forward. And, and yeah, for him to see that, like it was, it made him, you know, so he's like, how can I help? Like, what can I do? You know, now he sees, yeah, all the same as you, like the, the the work I put into it. And, um, it's, it's really cool to have that kind of support, you know, even when he understands that like, yeah, there might be times when I'm like, sorry, I'm not home for a month, (laughs) you know, but, um, but I think that's, yeah, it's, having that support helps so much much. in the building process of these. And then, like I said, like it's, it's for the benefit of everybody. So in the end, like it should be, hopefully bring us all good things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, like I said, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I've oiled this enough where I can also, I don't want to say take a back seat, but I can, it's not all day, every day. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, right. You're not pulling 80 hour work weeks between this and your day job. Like, no, yeah. No. <laughs> you know, trust me, my phone is in my head and I'm, I'm refreshing Instagram on a, on a, as much as I can, you yeah. know, but I also have to kind of stay on top of things. Totally. Um, but yeah, I mean, anyway, <laughs> so, so <laughs> no, we is, all have lives. Yeah. Right. It's... So when is this new album coming out? That's a great question. Um, My initial plan had been to try to get it out like at the beginning of 2023. Um, But I don't usually like I'm not the type of songwriter where I sit down every day and write for an hour and see what pops out like. I, I am a little bit like, I, I don't want to say like lazy in writing, but like the muse has to be there. Like I've done enough, like writing on deadlines to know that my best material does not come out when I'm writing on a deadline. Sure. Um, anytime I've like written on deadline, it's been like, wow, Sarah, that's cute. You wrote that to a formula to get it done in time. <laughs> and right. You know, my best songs usually cut like when there's a melody knocking around in my head and a story I can't stop thinking about, like those are the best songs. So I'm not rushing the finishing of writing the songs that, um, that will be on here. So um, I would expect probably summer instead of, instead of like, you know, this spring, it'll probably be summer at some point just to make sure that like, the songs that I write and then the songs I choose from there to record are the ones that I want to really, um, really be the ones that, that are on this album. And really those are the stories that I want to share at this point in time. Um, so that is the current plan summer at some point. So, <laughs> now let me ask you yeah. if, so the, the four, four or five singles, you released in 22 would those be on this new album yes yes so the four that just came out um in the last couple of months those are the leading four off of this album um and so that like they were all releases like a b sides like a and b sides um because the of that duality that we talked about earlier like you know there's a little bit of darkness and light in all of us and that's kind of the running theme of this album and so um you know i wrote a song 
one of the, there's one song that or there's a I mean I love all of them <laughs> there's there's a couple that I'm really really excited to record and then there's some that I wrote recently that I'm like huh I don't know where you go like <laughs> like there are some that I wrote that I'm like I don't think that they fit on this album they may not fit in an album anywhere you know they may just end up being released as standalone singles or deluxe edition you know bonus features or something at some point yeah. um not that this is necessarily a concept album, but I do like the thought process that like each album kind of like captures you at a moment in time and like has like there's got to be something about the songs that ties them together, whether it's just because you wrote them all in one 12 month period or, you know, they explore things in a certain way. Um, so I do think that that's something like because like some of the songs I, you know, I've written, I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> like, I don't even know what it's about. Um, and so those are some of more of the outliers. But um, yeah, most of the songs are are like the four that came out already are kind of the guiding songs. I also released those early, like so far in advance, because I wanted to see what people like how people reacted to them. Because they are a lot different than my 2021 release. And so I wanted to see what was resonating with people. Not that like, oh, I'm going to write to what people dig. But like, you know, what are people into? What are my listeners really connecting with? You know, like we said, who's telling my story, right? Who, um, what stories are people like, oh man, how'd you capture that feeling? Like which of those songs are really standing out to listeners? And so that has been kind of cool for me to see like, okay, like, you know, everyone's really digging this style of song or everyone's really into this message and being able to kind of let that help guide my writing and has been really cool. That's not something that in the past you can do that, right? You release one single and then you have your whole album. Right. Um, so being able to kind of trickle things out now while I'm still in the creative part of the process has been really neat. I've never done that before. And that's been, um, yeah, an interesting study in um and in creativity i guess because there are things that i'm like wow you guys really dig that okay all right that's not what i would have thought but <laughs> if you guys like it like yeah, i can totally sing more like that or write more like that or play more like that um it's all fun to me i love doing all of it so you know the more people i can connect with like hell yeah sign me up yeah that that's great i love that yeah. you did that you know because yeah. sometimes you know especially when you're unsure Mm -hmm. you know, where you're, mm -hmm. like you said you're like well how is this gonna how is this gonna translate right right i think it's huge to be able to put it out and if it if you know if people are are jiving with it you know yeah keep going keep going and, and because like again because it was such a departure from the 2021 release like the 2021 ep is really like you know you need to sit in a dark corner with your bourbon for this one and listen to it over and over and let it sink in like it is not it's not a driving down the highway having fun type ep and so this for people who are really really into that of mine like i wanted to make sure that i wasn't like giving anybody whiplash with the new songs and <laughs> you know like, what is she doing like um but luckily everybody kind of understands like yeah like i don't I don't want to live in that dark place all the time, but it's important to go there and like pull the stories and then bring them back out. Yeah. Um, and that has been, you know, kind of like a weightlifting for me. It's been, it's been a little bit freeing to know that like, okay, I don't have to worry what people are going to think about my songs. Like they're, they are connecting with them. They are um, relating themselves to the songs. So, you know, just keep writing, keep telling the stories that I have and that that's, that it's working um, and that I don't need to be afraid of like, you know, the rebranding 
scaring people <laughs> like how yeah. people were scared before of the songs being so dark like yeah wow so, i yeah. i think that's incredible i really do you know it's yeah. wow you know <laughs> again like i said like this is kind of blowing my mind because you know i've never heard of somebody it, you know an independent artist in your position doing it that way yeah no it's a new thing for me I feel like yeah like there's no I'm I'm great at like following a framework I love routines I love it when I don't have to make decisions on things like um so like working out for example like I work out every day but I'm not the type of person who's gonna like you know write down my plan and come up with it like I push play on my workout videos and go to the gym like that's you know like I don't have to sit there and think about it and if somebody wanted to come up with like, you know, do these five things in this order. And this is how you find success in music industry. My God, I would love it because I'm, I'm just throwing spaghetti at the wall. Like every time I do something, I'm like, well, that didn't work. Let's try something different. And so I'm trying something different and we're going to see what happens. Um, because yeah, the, the way that I can release music now is so different, um, than it was in the past that like, yeah, I'm like, all right, well, well, we'll let, let's try it. <laughs> Why not? We have, I have nothing to lose because there's no guidebook with, you know, proven steps to success. It doesn't exist. It's different for everyone. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Of course, we can't forget our friends at the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company out of Canada. That's drsupplyco.com. They have great stuff. All of the hats I pretty much wear, all the camo hats you see me wear either on TikTok or in pictures or whatnot, all come from the Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company. A big thank you to those guys out there. DRSupplyCo.com. Check them out. Canadian company. Great stuff. Check them out. <laughs> here I thought, here I thought we were just going to, you know, just shoot the shit. Now we're right. Um, nope. I'm dropping life lessons on you, man. That's yeah. what I'm here for. <laughs> so... You know, because I look at your Spotify numbers and stuff and, you know, for an independent artist that lives, you know, please don't take this the wrong way, but in the middle of goddamn. Nowhere. Oh, no, that's why I don't I don't like to talk about where I live because I feel like the um, people in Nashville write me off because they're like, well, she's not serious. She doesn't live here. And I'm like, shut right. it down. <laughs> but I mean, you still have quite quite the, you know, number of listeners a month for. Yeah. You know, how? so how did how does that happen for you? Like well, hard work. Um, yeah, well, no, right. Yeah. But I mean, like, I meant it in a way, like, you know, were you on, you know, because I know the playlists are a big thing, or yep. was it just, just pushing it on your own? It was like, I've, I've never gotten on an editorial playlist, not yet. Um, so it's all been independent. It's all been, yeah, pushing it on my own. Um, I did have a radio promoter last year. So, you know, that got, um, I did get some good airplay. Um, I got on, like, there's been a couple of just like specific like mood playlists that people really dig. And so, you know, they've popped the songs on there, but it's really come from a lot of like people hearing the songs somehow, like a lot of people on YouTube or in someone else's playlist and then saving it to their own, um, their own libraries listening, listening to it again. Um, and so it's been really, really awesome for me to see that growth um, on Spotify, especially this year. Like, you know, it's, like you said earlier, it's a slow burn sometimes. And um, Spotify has definitely been a slow burn for me. Um, this year's numbers, this year is the first year that I was really um, happy with the numbers and the growth that I saw. And I think that it's um, simply, yeah, it's hard work. It's because I didn't give up. If I had given up, um, you know, when thing like the first song came out in 2020 and just was like, oh, wow, well, nothing happened with it, then 
I wouldn't be where I am today um, that, you know, no matter how many people are like, oh, this isn't right for us or blah, 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 like just keeping keeping that energy going and being like, well, it's going to be right for somebody. So I'm going to keep this out here and I'm going to keep sharing it. I'm going to keep telling these stories and the right people are finding the music and connecting with it. Um, I do wish that Spotify had a little bit of a better like social connecting, like a way yeah, that I can connect yeah. with the people who are listening and be like, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> um, yeah. That's not really a thing that I, that they have available. And so I, I do feel like I could even, I could grow my Spotify even faster if they had something like that where I could, you know, connect with people directly on the platform and thank them. Um, but I try to just use the other platforms and drive people over there. And I guess it's working. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I wish I wish Spotify did a little more with yeah. that myself. Yeah. You know, I think it would I think it'd be a lot easier. Like I know when I post my episodes to Spotify, like, you know, if you listen on Spotify, you can ask questions and answers and right. you know, and all that stuff, which is great, but it's it's not enough sometimes, you know, right. you, would, you would think with all of the connections they have with the other social media outlets, you know, there'd be a, like there'd some be sort a little of integration. more integration. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, cause I know, I know like, um, Instagram, you know, all of their music comes directly from Spotify, right? you know, and all that. So it's yep. like, okay, so if you can do it there, Exactly. Yeah. You should be able to like, yeah, go back and forth. Like I should be able to like post a status on Spotify and like have my followers see it, like it, share it, something like that. Like, right. The, well, there we go. I just gave Spotify like a marketing idea and they're probably going to take it and run with it and like monetize it. And oh, that would have been, yeah, that would have been my yeah. million dollar idea. So thanks yeah. Spotify. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, It's, it's kind of like with, um, you know, for me, I'm like super lazy. So like the things I post <laughs> on Instagram, you know, just link right to the Facebook portion of this. Yeah. And you know, it, you know, cause I have followers on Facebook that see things better and easier on there than they do on Instagram. So yep, it's like, you know, what? If, if, if it's the same platform, whatever, you know, right. And then on every now and again on Facebook, I'll throw on like a status of like, Hey, you know, this is what's going on, blah, 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 you know, nothing crazy. Um, and then like, I, I have a Twitter that I can't stand. <laughs> Um, you know, we, we're doing the TikTok thing because uh, I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's it's all of the yeah, social there's... media and the outreach alone is a full time job. It is. It is. And I, I actually I like sat down this morning to like make my my plan of things I want to do this year. And for the first time, I kind of released myself from social because I realized I was like, I don't really like a lot of social media and I don't like focusing all my energy on it. Like you said, it can be a full-time job. Like I want to play more music. I want to write more music and play more shows. And if I'm spending all my time trying to craft the perfect post and stuff like that, like I'm not doing what I really want to do. And so, um, yeah, for this year, I'm like, well, here's my, you know, my one social media goal that I'm going to do. And then I'm just going to repurpose that stuff for the other platforms because I really, like, it's not that I don't care. Like, I do want to connect with fans and listeners. Like, that's important to me. But sitting there and, like, coming up with, like, content creation. I'm like, I'm not a content creator. I'm a musician. Yeah. Like, right. there's a huge difference. And I feel like those lines are getting really blurry and it kind of bums me out. But like I said in the very beginning, like, I play I play analog instruments. I play real instruments on stage telling real stories for real people, about real people, like, that's that's my goal and social media i think takes us away from that because you can do so much smoke and mirrors and filters and this and that and it's it's not the same and i want to get back to 
the roots of playing music and why it's why this is so important to me. And so I'm hoping that, you know, again, <laughs> there's no, there's no playbook. So I'm taking a risk in doing that, but I'm hoping that it pans out because my focus, you know, it's, it's authentic. My focus is going to be on playing live and playing real shows and, and connecting with people in person instead of behind a screen. So we'll see right. what happens. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, for me, that's why, you know, you look at it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of us out there that cover country music, right? Yeah. Um, but like, you don't, and I'm probably saying way too much, but you don't see these people, <laughs> you know, it's just a, yeah. it's just a logo. It's not somebody's face. You know, nobody yep. is taking, you know, I've taken on the, pers- as weird as it sounds like, of being the Boots and Whiskey podcast. Yeah. You know, like I've been at shows and, you know, because I put my face out there, yep. you know, people will see me. And be like, hey, you're the boots and whiskey guy. And right, like, right. <laughs> yeah, I have an actual name too. So, <laughs> but like, I, I, it it blew my mind the first time it happened to me. You yeah. know, I was I was just standing in a crowd, you know, covering a show, and somebody I'd never seen in my entire life. He's like, oh, I follow you, and you know, I love what That's you're doing. That's awesome. And and I'm like, who the fuck are you? Right? No, I love <laughs> that. Like, I love that. If I'm just like out somewhere, and someone's like, you're Sarah King, and I'm like, yep. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, right. it's a cool thing to know that, like, you're reaching people even if you don't know who right. you're reaching. Yeah, it's exactly. Awesome. And I and I, I love it. You know, I, I'm a I'm an attention whore. You know, I'm a <laughs> child. I, I like being the center of attention. Um, yep. You know, I love being on stage with a microphone. Awesome. Like, like the night of the, the night of the Nemas. Like that, that for me, I was in my glory. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love stuff like that. You know, that's why doing this is so easy because I can, totally. talk, you know. I don't know you from the hole in the wall, but we've nope. had an hour long conversation about all kinds of shit. Yeah. And it's awesome. Like that's no, it's same, same for me. It's like, I, and stuff like this, you know, and, and like, yeah, being right. That, that attention, like to me, I can totally get like, I don't love going to like crowded parties and being in the crowd, but if I'm the one that's up on stage, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, yeah. I'm not shitting on anybody or any other podcast or anything like, but yeah. you can tell the people that, you know, don't have that, that gift of actual social interaction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know if that makes sense no and i feel like it's the same with a lot of musicians like there are so many musicians out there who are like so uncomfortable talking to the press or being interviewed or being on tv or whatever and like that again to me is just like well then why would you like you literally took a career in the entertainment industry like, right why would you do that if you're not comfortable with that like right that it's it's kind of a bonkers thing to me like i see that and i'm like you like either get comfortable or get out of the way. Right. <laughs> I oh, know no, that's absolutely. very popular, not a, not a very polite and not a very popular mindset. But for me, I'm like, no, it is my job to be entertaining. And right. um, yeah, like I, I want to be like, yeah, have great interviews, have great conversations, connect with people in a genuine way. Like, I don't want to sit there and be like, well, no, I don't like cameras. Okay. why take a job where people are going to be filming you all the time right but you know it's funny because i know my approach and the way i do this whole show has also i don't want to say gotten me overlooked for things Mm. but you know i'm not i know i'm not taken super seriously to a lot of people yep um because i do put out difference of opinion i do Mm -hmm. put out uh, you know real honest to god conversations yeah 
Yeah. You know, but I think it, that's important. Like, I feel like, yeah, there, there is a lot, especially in country music, like you said, um, someone mentioned political, like there is a lot of gatekeeping and stuff. Right. And I think, you know, that, that, that's gotta go, come on. Like, it's right. okay to have different viewpoints and it's okay to talk about unpopular opinions because guess what? They're, they exist by the people for the people. Like that's right. gotta be my tagline or something. Exactly. <laughs> it's, but it, it's true. Yeah. It's true. You know, yeah. and I know, like when I write blogs, I write it the same way where it's like yep. in my voice, Yep. if I don't, you know, I'm not, I've recently, within the last month, have gotten really into Zach Bryan, mm-hmm. and like before that, when it came out at Christmas, like I didn't give a shit. Like I don't care. Right. Yeah. You know, like I thought some of the songs he put out were great, but I wasn't. I didn't fall in love with it like right. everybody else did out of yep. the gate. Um, but I have no problem saying that either. You know. Right. Yeah. You own who you are, and I think that's right. important too. You know, I'm a huge Luke Combs fan, but I'm mm-hmm. sick of Luke putting out the same fucking album every time he puts one out. <laughs> right. You know, I am. You know. And but like saying things like that out in the open doesn't make you a lot of friends. No, it's not part of the machine, which is bonkers because it's, it's like, I, yeah, like you're mind. being authentic, but right. they're looking for manufactured authenticity, right. which is another whole conversation. But. Right. <laughs> you know, like I have a friend of mine, a good friend of mine that I haven't talked much to in the last half of the year because, you know, she got a great opportunity to work for a, uh, a more legitimate country music news source. And okay. You know, and, and I'm sure part of what I do, you know, and, you know, we're competition now, technically. Okay. Um, so I'm sure some of it has been that. Right. Um, but, like, I put it out there the way, the way I see it, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wish I could reel it in. I wish right. I, I wish I could listen to every album that everybody thinks is great and be like, yes, this is great, but I can't. But you can't, and that's, that's okay, because you're being authentic. Right. But, yeah. um. Yeah, so we could go on and on about this all day, but so I I know I told you I'd you know keep it short for you, and I I know you're busy, and I thank you so much for being here and talking to me and telling your story. I really totally it means so much to me. No, uh, I, I appreciate you having me, and yeah, I mean we we touched on a lot of you know big and small things in, yeah. in a short time. Like there's an hour is not a whole lot of time to tell somebody's story, and what I usually say to that is like that's why you have to listen to the music and come to a show so that you yeah. can get like more info. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I yeah. told you I don't I don't make up questions, but I do. I lie. Um, I have two. <laughs> okay. It, I know you've listened to every episode of our show, so you know it's coming. Um, if you wear boots, what are they? And if you like whiskey, what is your whiskey of choice? I do wear boots. Um, I have two different pairs of Ariat boots. Um, I am very short. <laughs> What's that? At a girl. That's what my yeah. boots are. Oh, I know. So I ride too. So that's, that's oh, okay. Um, yeah. Every well, time I, I wear my boots around, people are like, oh, you got horses. I'm like, well, I can't afford one right now, but I do ride every week at a ranch nearby. Um, awesome. So I'm, I'm short. And so I fit into the kids' boots. So I have um, the boots I usually wear on stage are actually kids' boots. Um, awesome. They are, I think they're the honor boots. Um, they're short. And so I wear them because I'm short. And then I have a pair of like dress boots that are, um, fancy with like peacock green like designs on them so those are my that's boots. awesome yeah so i got that's i got awesome. boots got real boots um and then i love whiskey obviously you've listened to a couple of my tunes um and my favorite um whiskey is four roses small batch bourbon um not the small batch reserve but just the small batch it is tough to find up here but um uh when the year that my husband and i lived in a car we drove through um kentucky and the route we were on was like oh kentucky tasting trail like distillery and we were like okay like four roses and we were like we don't what the hell is four roses so we, we went to the distillery just to see 
And the story, I'm not going to tell you the story because I want you all to give them the website traffic. But the story behind Four Roses is amazing. And turns out, so is the bourbon. <laughs> and um, if you have only had Four Roses like 10 or 15 years ago, you are missing out. Um, the short version of that is that the, um, the like 10 or 15 years ago, the distillery had been bought out and someone changed the recipe. And then the family or whatever finally got the money back and bought it back and put it back into the regular recipe. And now it's really good again. So, so it's funny because we just did a Four Roses review on TikTok. No way. <laughs> we, yes. Because a bottle of it had been left here on Christmas Eve. Ooh. And I've always wanted to try it because I hear how great it is. How great yeah. It is, how great it is. And I was like, you know what? I'm not a big, big bourbon guy. I'm more okay. of like a whiskey. Yep. You know, I like the whiskey side of it. Yeah. Um, and I'm a big Tennessee whiskey guy. Okay. Yep. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'll try it. Give it a shot. You know, everybody raves about it. Yeah. And I was actually pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Everybody I've gotten to to try it, everyone's like, oh, Four Roses. And I'm like, you j just trust me. Y'all trust right. me? Trust me. <laughs> like the price point for like the regular. Oh, my God. You know, like yep. for 25 bucks. How can you go wrong? Yeah. Yeah. It's no, awesome. It's, it's it great. great. And, yep. And, and that's the thing is I'm pretty sure the price is going to go up because people are finally catching on. But the price had been lowered again 10, 15 years ago when, when it was bottom shelf booze. But it's it's good stuff. So. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it is good, you know, because yep. we are, you know, we're also. I'm also a uh, Tennessee Squire. Okay. Um, yep. So you know, Jack for me is is a big one. Yep. You sure that sounds, but no. Nah, uh, hey, you know, we we all we all like different things. It's the right, same. You know, I, I figured yeah. if I'm a Squire, I got to push the Jack a little bit. Too. Totally. Yeah. You know, I think it's just fair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, the for me, the bourbon, the whiskey side of this. Yep. It's only really been. You know, since I started this podcast where I really liked whiskey, ah. so maybe like a year and a half. Okay. Um, you know, I was a big beer guy before, but right. as I'm getting older, beer and me don't, don't mix right. well. Yeah. Beer, beer doesn't like a lot of us after we hit 30, man. It's yeah. A like I can drink a half a bottle of whiskey in a night and wake up exactly. and be yeah. ready for a marathon the next day. Yep. But <laughs> I, have, I have two Miller Lights, which is my beer of choice if yep. I have to drink it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Me. Yeah, it is Put bonkers. A bullet in me. Yep. <laughs> the, but, by bullet, I mean the bourbon. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> yep. Oh, man, Sarah, thank you so much for being here. Like, this has been, so far this year, I got to say, like, I have had great conversations, and you did not disappoint, and I'm so glad that the the, the train of great conversations keeps rolling right through you, and I, I love it. Thank you so much. Totally. Thank you so much for having me. This was super, super fun. And, yeah. Um, Hopefully we'll uh, we'll do it again in the no, future when I have so we have to because you yes. threw in something in there that you totally fucking <laughs> glazed over like <laughs> I didn't hear it <laughs> and so it's gonna have to be a whole nother episode. We can some, totally do that sometime at, before the year's over. Yes, uh, because now I need to hear about this year you spent in your car. Oh yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that'll be for next time. So everybody, stay tuned for part two sometime. Before the year's over. Yeah, after the album comes out. So we can talk about yes. that too. Oh, yes. perfect. That'll be great. Perfect. Yes. We'll do it. Awesome. awesome. All right. Well, thank All you right. so much. Take care. Um, Thanks. Drink, you too. Drink lots of whiskey. And uh, yeah, have a great rest of your day. You too. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, everyone. Sarah King. Sarah, thank you so much for being on the show. Your story is unlike anybody else's. Well, that's not true. It's like a lot of other people's, right? But it's not like a lot of people we've had on this show. You've gone through so much, 
and your your music really speaks to that. I hope I hope after everybody listens to this, they go back and listen to your music and go, oh shit, I get it, uh, because that's the point of the show for me anyway. Um, so thank you, Sarah, so much. Like I said, please like, follow, subscribe, all that stuff, all the socials. We're there. Go do it. Thank you so much. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. I hope your February was great. Um, you know, we're getting ready for March. Can you believe it? March 1st is coming up here. Well, Jesus, what? Wednesday. Holy crap. And wow, the year is flying by, huh, everyone? Damn. Well, hey, that's how it goes, right? So thank you, everyone, so much again. You know, I know I say it so much, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Without you guys, none of this is possible. So thank you for all the love and support. I hope you enjoyed everything we're doing. Um, and there's much more to come, guys, I promise you. So until next week, keep those boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass, y'all. Cheers.